It's the week one Moon Hockey League review and the week 10 Moon Premier League review. And they both, interestingly enough, have a very common theme. So let's go. exciting okay Dosakis. no it's a german lager yeah in english it means two ekkies two ekkies yeah <laughs> two ekkies that's right so i think it's just the four of us tonight um where do you guys want to start do you want to start hockey or soccer any preference don't care okay no preference sir i haven't watched any of it anyway <laughs> I just I was catching up on the most solid goal right as we were starting because I hadn't seen it. Oh, I okay. still haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out after the podcast. All right, well, let's start hockey since it's a hockey podcast, right? The first and foremost, we can do the uh, scoring part. The Moon Hockey League weekly money winners this week was the Saskatoon Warthogs with 35.9 points, led by Conan McDavid's 10 points in a 21-point thrashing of the Dead Cobains. Second place money went to the Kingston Baby Condors with 24.9 points. So that's not bad. Yeah. Came out of the blocks fast with all those rookies. Good start with the uh, the old colors back on. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 I, would, I wouldn't say it was with the rookies. It was with my four protected guys and two veteran guys that I drafted. So there were no, uh, no rookies involved. In fact, all my rookies got about an average of three minutes of ice time this past <laughs> week. So... I don't know if they'll be contributing anytime soon. How many got sent down? Uh, none. Oh, good. No, they're all still there, but yeah, I was monitoring ice time and it was not pretty. I, I noticed so, on the fan tracks, if you've got one of those guys and they get sent down, they get a green flag. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It was, uh, oh, it was one of my guys did. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, see right here, this Edvinson guy, little green flag means minor legs. Minor legs, yeah. What well, that that should be a red flag or something. Should be a red flag. Well, no, that's the injury flag. Yeah, red flag. It should not be green. No. So Dave, you tied with Rat Patrol though. No, I got point oh, nine. Oh, oh, nine five and yeah. oh five. Point, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see point nine way. better. No, no splitting money yeah, with yeah, these scoring system. Full, <laughs> almost a full point better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so Carolina finished at twenty three because uh, Pat's. Led Brie De La Fontaine team was in the lead for a while, and then uh, Kip just scored it past us. And but then all of a sudden we were like in fifth. I'm like, holy shit! I'm so I, can, can we talk about my opponent this week, the Nameless Cove Shamrocks? Can we yeah, talk yeah. about that name? Sure. There's a story behind it, right? There is a story behind that. <laughs> so. Brett was, would you like to hear the story? Yes, I would like to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Brett was, you know, I think he listened to the podcast last week after I prompted him a little bit. And he 
he had a temporary name out there like uh i can't something podcast no name podcast or something yes and oh, then, jokes. yeah so uh so he said all right i'm gonna do a little research and then he texted me and he said is there a protocol for the naming structure and i said no there really isn't but you'll see that a lot of the teams have a canadian bent to them and that's either from you know a, a previous trip that was made or a favorite canadian junior team and he's like all right yeah i'm on board i'm on board so he comes up with in in the you know in the uh uh i guess in the vein of the the, the, the grief that he was given for not having a new name, he came up with Nameless Cove, which is actually a name of a town in Newfoundland. Oh. And it the reason it's called Nameless Cove is because it had been called a previous name, and then some other town in Newfoundland came up with that name and they're like, Oh shit, you took our name. So I guess we're nameless now. And so they were called nameless Cove. And he's been there. Oh, it was flowers Cove. So flowers Cove. So nameless Cove had been called flowers Cove and then flowers Cove took that over. And so nameless Cove was like, all right, I guess we're just going to be nameless now. And has Brett been there? No, he's not. He just, uh, was going along with the theme of Canadian team. Yeah. That works. Now what's the Shamrocks? And the Shamrocks is he was, he's Irish and was born on uh, March 17th. Wow. Wow. And he brews beer. And he brews beer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. There's a lot of cool cove names on that part. Yeah. Dead Man's Cove, Savage Cove. Cove there. Yeah. I like Salmon Rock, too. Black Duck Cove. And that's up there, too. If you scroll out or if you uh, 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 zoom out, that's or Jack, that's like northern. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, Newfoundland. Oh. Look, at, look at that name up there. Holy shit. <laughs> In the Mealy Mountains. Got to be on the, the podcast to see that. Um, oh, all right, well, that's a, that's a, that's a legit then. Jack, do you remember why we all went to like Canadian cities? Because we didn't start that way. Um. Well, some of us did. I don't know why we did that. Um. Well, There's I a mean, a bunch of us that did it. Tim did we? Yeah, we Kings and Andy was Moose Jaw. Um, because when you started the league, it would have been before you started doing OHL game because that was you started the league in what ninety one, ninety two. Nine. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't start going to, you started to go to uh, NHL cities in, initially, right? Yeah. So it was, the names weren't trip related at all. It was, yeah. Yeah. for some reason, we just decided to pick, like, I started out as Beef's Baby Condors. You were, that's right. I was going to say you were not Kingston to start with. And Kip, you know, he picked Saskatoon. Um, Andy, well, I guess Andy was always Moose Jaw Kamloops. I guess maybe there's only a couple of us. Yeah, it was two because you had the Upper Deckers, the Implants, the Mother Puckers, Flaming Caucasians, Beef's Baby Condors, uh, Women in Lingerie. So there were six. Those were the, and then the two, Moose Jaw and Lawrenceville Wheat Kings. And what were you initially, Jack? Because you didn't become SoCal until you. I've always, I've always been a version of the Flaming Caucasians. 
Okay, gotcha. I started out as just the Flaming Caucasians, and then I uh, went to Fogo Island off the coast of Newfoundland for a while. Um, so, and then to SoCal and then to NorCal and then back to SoCal. So Mike, I named my team after Kingston, Ontario, of course, but then for a few years in my team moved from Kingston, Ontario to Kingston, Jamaica. So my, my logo, my bird had like dreads, but then we moved back. Yeah. Now was that in honor of something or no, just because you want it to be you? I have no idea. That was so long ago. It was way before you ever went to Kingston, either of them. Right. Chris, Chris, you've been a number of names, have you not? Um, No, really just two. Um, I mean, outside of the COVID year and those things. But no, I've I've been the dead Cobain since the beginning, and then I changed for one year to uh, the Stockton – Fort Stockton Roadrunner. That's right. That's right, yeah. Just just out of a little bit of spite, and then I ended up in last place on – by doing that and i'm like yeah i'm, I'm back to I'll, I'll stick with uh dead cobain and how did you do the jersey because you've had that jersey forever i have so whenever i showed up that day um of our first draft and the look a lot of pushes both had t-shirts i was like i need to up my game you know and so i just found some uh company in montreal and uh I bought online, I picked the jersey, which is basically an old Penn's jersey. And then I, I just sent them the, my, I emailed them the um, thing and they sent me back my jersey with my uh, name and double zeros on the back. I think it might have cost me 175 bucks or something. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, did it all online and then just started adding pins to it once, uh, you know. Giselle told me it was all about the pins. <laughs> so in my game, I think I also got a pinch lucky in that the nameless co Shamrocks uh, started Mike Matheson, who's injured and is going to be out for two months. And he didn't have any backup defensemen. He only has two defensemen on his roster. And he also yeah. started Lundeskog when he when pretty much everyone on this bench scored. So I saw that after. I was like, wait. Like, I mean, look at it. He only had eight players and you had, or eight games and you had 15 games amongst yours. And his bench, if you scroll down, Jack, his oh, bench yeah. had like 19. Oh, yeah. His bench kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. Including his backup goalie. You, you had so, 40 more saves than he did. I like this little thing on the side. I didn't notice that before yeah. where it summarizes oh, the whole thing. I'm going to have to get, get, uh, get, uh, Brett into the just into the functioning mode of hey you need to look at your roster well he did it looks like he picked up uh, another defenseman today and dropped Matheson so there you go but it probably would be handy to have at least another (laughs) more than two defensemen that's right I can't remember was he able to make the draft even or did he Uh, go auto uh, no he was drafting live okay well, you see, texted me like a couple minutes before and said he was good to go. So I don't think he was – I don't, I don't think he started on auto. Maybe whether he went to auto later, I don't know. But um, I think he was at a wedding or something. He was like unsure as to whether he would be able to make it. All right. Well, we still – we have uh, one one regular feature, and we actually have a new hockey-related feature. So we'll do the, uh, the regular feature first. Welcome to Season 2 of the Toronto No Hockey Transaction Tracker. 
After the first week of the season, TNH is up to seven transactions. The pace has slowed a bit and TNH is now on track for 133 transactions. That's down from a projected 289 last week. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the forward who gets a hat trick in the first game and everyone's like, oh, he's projected to score 180 goals this year or whatever. Like Sid's on a 250-point pace, I think. Yeah, see, there you go. So we have a new segment, and then you know, I got the normal lead-in, but then I got to follow it right up because we immediately got in trouble for our lead-in. So let me, uh, let me play the lead-in, and then I'll jump right into what happened afterwards. With the MHL's move to fan tracks, Mike T's ability to monitor the power rankings is a bit compromised. Therefore, MHL Podding in the Corner podcast sets aside this time for Mike T to discuss how he sees the league despite the lack of bullshit CBS Sportsline power rankings. Hello, thank you for using Murph's platform for your content creation needs. This email is regarding one or more of your projects that violates our terms of service concerning the usage of our platform. Our system has detected content that might be inappropriate, profane, defamatory, obscene, or indecent in nature. In the interest of protecting the rights and integrity of our voice actor partner community, our terms of service restricts Murph Studio users from creating such content. Please refer to our terms of service to know more about our content policies. To the best of your knowledge, if your script includes any words or phrases which violate our terms of service, we request you to remove such content from Murph Studio projects. However, if you believe that your project does not contain any inappropriate words or phrases and our system has incorrectly tagged this, kindly contact us at support at murph.ai. If you have already made changes to your content, kindly ignore this mail. We apologize for any inconvenience caused and thank you for your continued support in the journey. Regards, customer success team, Murph.ai. So, what journey are you on? So bullshit yeah. apparently is little too rough for Murph. Oh, the only word, bullshit. Yeah, wow. yeah, we'll play the lean in again. So get ready, Mike, because you got it after this. All right. With the MHL's move to fan tracks, Mike T's ability to monitor the power rankings is a bit compromised. <clears throat> Therefore, MHL Podding in the Corner podcast sets aside this time for Mike T to discuss how he sees the league despite the lack of bullshit CBS Sportsline power rankings. There you go, Mike. All right. So. I mean, I think it is what it is. We're after week one, so the numbers tell the story. Uh, the I think the the couple of things that I would point out would be on the bottom side, and Dave referenced this earlier. So Nameless Cove, they're at you know fifteen, but they literally had half a team. So I'm gonna say Nameless Cove is probably more in the twelve range. And, uh, and, and, and we'll, it'll play out that way on the top side, you know, Kip has it going with, with, uh, with, with Connor and all the other guys. Cause I have no idea who else is on his team, but it's Connor and the, and the crew. Uh, and I always say, I will say that, uh, Brie de la Fontaine is a sleeper right there because <laughs> we had a lot of points <laughs> on the bench. We had a lot of points on the bench that could have, you know, that it, we could have played anybody and still, still been right where we were. So I think, uh, over the long term, we might, you know, we might, uh, be punching above our weight right now. So I'll say, uh, I'll say, Saskatoon number one, Bree number four, 
and uh, Nameless Cove's number 12, and we'll let the rest play out as it will. So I want to make a, an can observation I here. That, oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Can, can I challenge the fact that the Nameless Cove Shamrocks had half a lineup? They actually had, a, they had, they had two-thirds of a lineup. Two-thirds. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, you know, you have to exaggerate, Dave, for the media. You know, it's like, that's what the media does. They exaggerate to prove a point. So that's where I was going with that. The first thing you said is you got to follow the numbers in this. Thing. I just wanted to follow the numbers. <laughs> so I bullshit, Dave. Uh, I've been drinking all day and I bullshit. Jack, I have a question for you. Uh, if you give me the microphone. How did Murph find out you said bullshit? Is it by using their service that they saw that you typed in bullshit? So I'm I'm out in the you know the, the our, in our uh, luxurious podcast studio in the garage. So I typed in the Mike T's power ranking lead in, and then I went in the house for something. And Jenny says, oh, "What what were you trying to get that thing to say? Because you just got like a big warning notice email, and it must have been thirty <laughs> seconds." So Murph is on it, and so they said. You never me, typed in a swear word before. I, I I don't. I might not have ever typed one in and saved it. Um, I don't recall ever typing one in. Um, so then I just cut wow. and paste the email they sent me to create a new Murph thing. Um, but yeah, so they're on it. So we got to be careful, I suppose. But the best part is if you get it in what there is- once, I record it to the panel, and then I'm. We can have as much profanity from Murph as we, we want as long as I delete it right away. I thought about doing a fuck, 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 fuck one. But <laughs> Does anybody else have the service on their car or like as part of their car or their vehicle uh, system where you can get text messages and you can hit read or ignore? Like it'll come up on your screen, text message from so-and-so read or ignore. No, my car's too old. What was the question? (laughs) When you get a text message while you're driving, does it come up on the screen of your vehicle and say, you know, text message from so-and-so, read or ignore? All right. I have that. And so today, (laughs) today I got a text message from Andrew at the brewery and I want, I was driving, so I hit read and, and it comes across as this female voice, you know, the female robotic voice, you are, and it said, traffic is fucked because that's what <laughs> <laughs> traffic is fucked. Do not go there. You know? So I was just reminded me of that, the whole Murph thing. Hey, before we leave hockey, I, I just want to congratulate Adam Banfield on his first win as the owner of the uh, Carolina Kamloops in his season in which he becomes the MHL champion. So yep. congratulations to him. Fast start. And I was also curious how Chris felt about his first week. Well, I definitely, I, I haven't paid much attention. I put in Murray because he was playing an extra game. And then that first game, he uh, got me negative points with a loss and, four goals against. Um, yeah, it was funny because early on I had a couple goals, uh, a goal and assist, you know, Braden Point, you know, uh, um, I don't know, I think it was Kippersoff or whatever, but yeah, then all of a sudden I looked, uh, what was it, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I looked and, you know, Connor McDavid had that hat trick right out, right out of the gate. And uh, yeah, then I, I kind of, 
been a little busy over the weekend and didn't pay attention. But yeah, I kind of expected that once once he had that hat trick, I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. You know, I didn't think I had that bad of a week, but I didn't have that great of a week. You know, no one seemed to really light the lamp for me. You know, so it was nice of Matt Murray to give you a minus right before he left for four weeks out, out for injury. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that was very nice of him. But uh, yeah, because I'm like sitting there. Yeah, three points. How come I have one point, whatever? Now I was like, okay, well, uh, Jack, you have you had a very close game, and oh yeah, you and Imperial, uh, you and Jerry, right? Uh, me and Jerry and Eric Carlson pulled it out for me Saturday night. Wow. Yep. Oh, so that would have been a late game too, then, right? Yep, he scored a goal on that game to get me over the top. I did want to make a comment. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, I bet you wish I drafted for you this year. Wow, yeah. I didn't see why his point total was so low, but my goodness. Yeah. Is he playing two-thirds of a roster? I think he played a full team. Yikes. Hey, as far as the dead Cobains go, congratulations on starting all the right guys because your bench got like nothing. So Yes, that is it true. Was good management. Yeah, Clint had a full complement of roster there. 5.7. Well, when you're starting a Buffalo center, Wow. Congratulations to Kip, of course. That was nice. That was a good, yeah. solid week. His rookie Man, goalie. How about that? Oh, yeah, the rookie goalie. Yeah, dude. That, that, he had to, that has to be the top goaltending scorer because I think uh, our guy, I think Shesty had six and a half or so. Shesterkin? Yeah, Shesty, yeah. Yep. Six and a half or so. Yes. 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 Um, plus the fact that uh, Kip also had the high point total uh, this weekend in uh, – MPL. Oh, yeah. Did. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he climbed. Yeah. So, is that our transition into uh, a little soccer talk? Sure. I mean, just, just to wrap up, much like the MPL, it's a long season. It's a long season. Yep. I need to get another beer. So do I. All right. Well, they're going for beer. I'm good for right now. Everybody's back from the beer break. So, uh, soccer. Um, let's see here. Let's get the standings. There we go. Flop City still in the lead. They are. I've gained a couple points on them and a couple on you, but because uh, I was, as what I tied, man, I can for second points. Um, but yeah, it was a tight week other than the bottom there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bottom, yeah, Mike's. Plummeting. I've had, I think, three straight weeks at the bottom. I think you have. And and it would have been worse without my my guy Mo having at least yeah. something. But he did something for you. I would, I'd be on top if I played the right guys. If I would have, the, the thing is, now I've had two weeks in a row where um, uh, Bernardo Silva hasn't gotten me anything. He's like either you know double digits or nothing, and he's been nothing for two weeks. And if I would have played Declan Rice, he was the man of the game for their. Uh, team and uh, and then the other one was uh, Kai Havertz, who always gets a few points, but nothing too great. And uh, Danny Ings ended up uh, doing pretty well. If I would have had those two, I'd be I'd be right at uh, at uh, flop Dave's heels. But uh, so you yeah. didn't you didn't see the game then, Chris? 
the Liverpool Man City game? I haven't seen I, I haven't seen any games this weekend at all. I was uh, driving a car down to Virginia yesterday, and today I was working. So um, I was very happy that when I woke up, I looked enough and said I have to switch out leads for um, for uh, uh, West Ham because West Ham had a great uh, twenty four points for me, and uh, leads got negative numbers. So I was. That was the main thing, you know, even with the other guys that I left on the bench, I don't know that I would put Ings in anyway, but uh, the fact that Declan Rice kind of finally, you know, picked it up, you know, but yeah, that, that, that uh, game definitely helped me out having uh, the hammers. Now I got to switch it because, you know, back to Leeds, I think, or, or pick up the goals for uh, this coming midweek. Um, and, and I asked that, I don't, no one answered me. Do you know why in this uh, midweek um, fixture that the, there's no Man City or Arsenal playing, but everyone else is? Everybody else they, is. Maybe yeah. they work up that extra, uh, you know, when the Queen thing happened, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was I funny in that. that. Okay, Mike. Sorry, I was going to say, Chris, it was funny in the game about halfway through the first half, the announcers started talking almost nonstop about Bernardo Silva and the fact that he was everywhere on the field. So I actually started to pay attention and, and he was, and literally he was, he was playing he was. almost like a central defender. And then he was, then he was pressing the, the other goalie. Uh, and it was, he was literally all over the field and it and seemed like he had the ball. Even when, he's, even when he, he's back a bit, he's kind of, the general, the field general, he's, he's pointing people in the right directions. But that's the thing is, as I was checking it on my phone, it, you know, he had a shot, but it wasn't on target. So I, he got no points for that. He had a foul, but he never seems, he seems, seems to foul people, but never get red cards. You know, it just seems like he's always in the mix. Yeah, he had an awesome and, uh, takedown of Salah that. that led to Klopp getting his red card. <laughs> that was a pretty... Oh, Klopp got a red card. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, Bernardo Silva essentially tackled Salah and didn't get a foul at all, and and Klopp just went berserk, and it was pretty funny. It was that oh, was wow. it was an intense last twenty five minutes of that game. It was an intense two hours for me because all I sat there is I'm working, and I kept every chance I I got I, I have to update because I was just waiting. The way they they set up the um their uh, roster, they did it the way Bournemouth does, where they had a lone forward, and that was Roberto Firmino, and I was just waiting for that text. He scores every time. I was just waiting for it, and I, I was cringing, you know. And then when I'm, when they finally pulled him out of the game, and he wasn't even there when, uh, you know, when Salah got his uh, his goal, I was like, thank goodness, you know. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was paying more attention to it than I was my job. So, Jack, I did notice something with uh... – your guy uh, Bamford <laughs> that you you dropped them or not dropped them but but benched them and then within what was it so uh, at five twenty two a.m. benched <laughs> yeah. at three fifty five p.m. back in the lineup. Well, so I, I care to share. Well, I was I um, ended up being short a defender. So I dropped him to pick up that Kerr guy because he was going to start for West Ham because um, the cat kicker was not going to start today um, and didn't play. And so 
and I was and I was debating whether to play Bamford, but then he wasn't starting, so that's why I dropped him when he wasn't starting. But thank God, since he missed a penalty kick, that would have I think it would have given oh, yeah, me three yeah. missed penalty kicks, and those negatives would start to pile up. Um, I know that, but he actually played well when he came in. I got Brendan Johnson with the big. Yeah, he missed the penalty kick. Yeah, I had one with Declan Rice. He had a nice goal today. It didn't count for you. For you. And then they, what they, uh, I guess the um, Foden had a goal that was disallowed, right? Was that a offsides or no? It was on a foul earlier in the play by by your guy Holland. Holland. Oh, okay. So we got a little more solid action yeah, here for you. Here, let's. Uh, Here's Mike T's Mohamed Salah rejoice of the week. In by De Bruyne, too far in advance of Haaland. Allison fires it forward, and Salah's on the twist, and Mo Salah's away! And Mo Salah scores! In front of an exploding cop! That's pretty much how I, my season is going, like you can't really hear it. Kind of faded out there, dude. Yeah, kind of faded out, yeah. Like as soon as the kick, it was like, hey, kick it out. <laughs> but no, those YouTube videos I, just I don't work right well. before we started it. In, uh, damn, where has that guy been? Uh, and where's Liverpool been? Holy shit, is that not the why? Am, why aren't we not talking about Liverpool the whole hour and a half of this podcast? They are supposed to be you know, 1A in the whole EPL, and they're shit this season, but then all of a sudden they beat the one number one team. It's hard to say. That's probably why we're not talking about in that yeah, long silence. Right. <laughs> well, here, let's get the Jesus and Salah update. Salah versus Jesus, the ultimate battle. After match week 9-10, Mohamed Salah is showing signs of life. Salah put up 11 points, bringing him up to a season total of 68, which is 15 fewer than he has in three Champions League games. Despite Salah's showing, Four Canada continues to bring up the rear of the league and managed only 37 points from the rest of his team. Flop City still sits at the top of the table despite a zero-point showing by Gabriel Jesus, who remains at 119 points. Champions League games counted, right, Mike? If only. He had a hat-trick. Fucking hat-trick. Well... You know, I'll go back to the, it's it's a long season. We're in October. We go to May. There's going to be that big break. Uh, I'm not a seller quite yet because we were we were together earlier this week. And I'm a seller. There's, there, there's a lot of sellers out there. I don't think I'm a seller quite yet, but. I am. <laughs> what do y'all need? But. Uh, I need a McAllister. So uh, whenever you become a seller, let me know. McAllister, uh, he, he's uh, – and I will note that Dave poo-pooed my McAllister uh, pick in, I want to say, the third or fourth round, uh, and he's been phenomenal. Well, as you can tell, uh, Mike, I'm just ahead of you in the standings. <laughs> Anything I may have said is good. However, I did draft Tottenham, who are playing really well, and they are available for anyone at the top of the table. Well. The one thing I noted today, and Chris, you can you can opine, obviously, as uh, you have West Ham, right, Chris? I do, and they did very well for me tonight. Oh my lord, they fucking crushed it today. Fourteen they corners, four points, and I was. It was a last minute thing. Like right before I went to work, I switched from Leeds to them, 
for obvious reasons. But uh, boy, if I hadn't have done that, I would be not on the podcast right now because I'd be. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be a negative yeah. one. <laughs> but but uh, Jack, if I may point out, does Chris not get a shit ton of uh, Mike T points right there? Oh yeah, fourteen corners. Yeah, yeah, those are Mike T points. I mean, well, your possession was, and but we're not we're not doing as much for possession this year, but still, possession at sixty one is really strong. But for a for a one one all draw to get twenty four points, holy the fuck! Yeah, to get seven saves and force fourteen corners is a lot of. Yeah, yeah it means there wasn't a lot of mid yeah. midfield play in that game. Well, Jack had done it uh, what a week earlier with because uh, he had like twenty four points from. Uh, Newcastle uh, last week, somewhere around there, yeah. it was something ridiculous, and a lot of it was was corners. Yeah. So the fact we're getting twenty four points out of a one one draw, I still don't think we've mastered this scoring <laughs> thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that you can master teams, man. It's you know, um, I like the way we changed it. But geez. you either neuter them or or uh, let it just be. Let's get rid of them. Well, there's there's two in the top twenty. Manchester City and Newcastle. I don't think Tottenham's. Yeah, they got to be near the top of the next page. Three, there they are. three, Bang. four, five. No, so no, five, no, five no. in the top forty. Probably close to right. Oh, yeah. we'll, see what, we'll see what Dave Flop says about that. Yeah. What's uh, uh, Jack? Can you go back up to the top? Like, if if we look at the top ten, what's that look like? So we've got forward, forward, D, forward, forward, mid, mid. Forward, mid, forward. So D's not really well represented right now in the top ten. There's not a lot of D's on that list. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, pulling away, maybe maybe reducing the clean sheets from five to three has a little bit of an impact. Though it's funny because you know you would expe- you would expect to see Trent Alexander Arnold in here, and he's not having much of a year. Um, I'm trying to think of who the defenders were last year that were were good. Well, he didn't um, play. Like he's he's on the or he's injured right now, right? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact that the third highest he's is a defender. Actually, I don't think the defense is well, that I far mean, off. When the best defender is better than the best midfielder, can't be that far off. That's, I can't believe that Firmino's way up there when he did not do fucking shit last year or the first two games this year. He barely played. He's only thirty-one. Oh my god. <laughs> and well, and uh, what's his name got car- stretchered off, uh, uh, Jota or whatever. How did I say his name? Yeah, Diego Jota. Diego Jota. So if he's hurt for a long time, and Diaz is hurt for a long time, they're getting really thin at forward. So they certainly are. Don't you have a, a Liverpool forward, Mike? Oh, I mean, you mean Salah? No, no, no. <laughs> Don't you have another guy? <laughs> I had Firmino last year. No, no. Uh, no someone has that Carvalho or something. Oh, I, I had, I had. He's a midfielder. Oh, is he? Yeah, I had him for a minute, but I dropped him. Okay, he might actually get some time now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I had the oh, video. Right. Thanks for letting me out. Boom. <laughs> Pick up the phone. <laughs> sure, if he's available. Yeah, I had him. Literally, because he scored in the game three or something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump on him as a young guy. They're, they're going to give him some time. And then he just didn't do anything. Yeah, we'd have to go back and look at um, who the top defenders were last year. 
So I mean, I thought like I think Cresswell's a night. Nice, I don't know if you just go down to defender Cresswell. I think said. So you had Alexander yes. Arnold last year who was third, then Robertson. 13. So he's doing three. thirteen points. Yeah. So, had, so last year we had three of the top twenty were defenders at the end of the year. So it's that hasn't really changed very much, considering that Robertson and Trent Ar- Alexander Arnold aren't even on the list this year. Did you pick him up yet, Mike? I can't see him. He must not be doing all that great. Well, great I got good news for you, Mike. <laughs> I I got him now, and I'm gonna <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were looking, I picked him up. Yeah, see, I'll give him to you for a seventh round pick. Wow. Sixteenth uh, round pick, and you're you're that's good. A, that's a harsh move on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be in. Or it's almost out. like it's almost like on the on the podcast. We should do it like a waiver wire, so that the worst team on the podcast, if we're going to talk about a guy, gets first dibs. Nah. Nah. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. That's, are we done with soccer for now? So it's free form. I do have. Um, one other thing, uh, it's kind of trip-related, so let me uh, get to that, because I think this is kind of funny. This spring, MHL slash MPL owners will be headed to England and Wales in search of old-school pubs, great scenery, people with poor dental care, and a Premier League game or three. As the crew will be headed to Wales, it's time to transition our linguistic education from French to Welsh. Murph is not all that well-suited to speaking Welsh, so we'll take our lessons slowly. Bulmeyard de Farn? Where is the pub? Dave, Beth, W-Y-T-T-N-I-F-E-D. Dave, what are you drinking? <laughs> so it couldn't come up with the pronunciation. Let me pull out. Let me pull up with, so you can see what it actually looks like. <laughs> but Isn't it, there uh, like an online thing? Uh, there is, but yeah, and, and I tried it and, um, hold on a sec. Um, I, and it, it, it was, the, the sound was so bad. Um, oh, okay. that it, it was, it was, um, yeah, it wasn't really worth it, but, uh, I, don't I know. just noticed that Welsh words are really, 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 really long. And they're really a uh, vowel short. There's a lot of Y's. And <laughs> they're vowel deficient. <laughs> yes. They're very vowel deficient. Um, so there you can see how, uh, <laughs> what it tried to pronounce. Oh my God. Wittgenfiet. <laughs> With the, uh, yeah, I don't know that the letters sound the same in Welsh as they do in English. Um, of course they don't. <laughs> it's sort of like the Cyrillic alphabet, you know. It's, the letters might look, some of the letters look the same, but they don't sound the same. Well, don't type any swear words in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah. Murph. No, no. Yeah. So I liked how it just sort of got through Beth and then just rattled off the letters. W-Y-T. <laughs> <laughs> But how many people actually speak Welsh in Wales? Chris, you would know this. I, I do know. I, I don't think um, it's kind of like Ireland where they have Gaeltop areas. And, and they say in the north, at least that county that we were staying in before, I, I kind of deleted the one we were, uh, you rebooked for. But uh, that's a Welsh-speaking area. Um, when I was, whenever I was down in Carnarvon, Carnarvon is, is all Welsh speaking. So there's pockets all along the coastal areas. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you get that in Ireland too. Uh, it just seems like the West coast of Ireland, uh, um, uh, the islands and all that have 
kind of kept that heritage. So uh, more isolated places, but they all speak. Like I didn't have a problem in Carnarvon. Everyone does speak English. So uh, kind of a trip related question. I was having a beer with Andrew from the brewery today over at Cinderland's and there was a guy kind of chatting us up and he mentioned, we were talking about travel and I mentioned the trip and he said, well, have you bought some British pounds? And I said, no, but wow, is that maybe a good call to buy some British pounds now while they're low? Obviously it could go lower, but we know they're at, it's at a historical low now. So do you buy some pounds now so we're paying at the current rate when we are over there or do we take the chance and just, you know, buy at the rate whenever, uh, six months from now, it's kind of an interesting, uh, thing. To- I'm not sure it's what, whatever they're worth is what they're worth when you go to spend them. So if you buy them low now and they're, they're worth less, you've overpaid. And if I guess, and if you buy and are higher, you've underpaid, I guess, but I'm not sure if yeah. it's a difference. Well, I guess the, the thing is, if, so if, if you think right now, I don't know, let's just say you're going to spend a hundred, the equivalent of a hundred dollars a day. And right now the British pound is par, it's a dollar for a pound. And so you're saying, all right, right now we get a hundred dollars a day. We, we buy a thousand dollars. We have a thousand dollars in British pounds and that's what we can spend when we're over there. But if the British pound is worth at the time a dollar thirty, then we lose thirty percent of a, or I'm sorry, we're getting it now at a dollar par, but if it's a dollar thirty, we're basically gaining thirty percent on what we would have or what we will end up spending if we don't do it now. But if it goes the other way, then you're losing thirty percent. Mike, I plan on putting on plenty of pounds over the holidays. <laughs> I, I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. You know what? Why Why have we never had a regular segment from Chris about, like, a different country that he's traveled to and his thoughts on that country? We can do it. I like it. We can start. We can, we can build a lead in right now and have him pick a country yeah. and start. I could start in a month and tell you all about what I think of. Costa Rica, hopefully. We have to wait a month on this fantastic idea? Dead cocaine travel. Uh, you know, if I go to Costa Rica in two weeks, then uh, I can, you know, lead in with something fresh. Well, that would be a good fresh one. I'm just saying, you've been to how many countries? I, I approximately 40. And you can't just kind of whip out one, maybe a one that we don't know a lot about and tell us about it? I could, yeah. What, what, what area, what region are you interested in? Morocco. I haven't been to Morocco. I thought you went. I thought this was going to be a return trip. It's not. No. Not, well, I'm, I'm the company that I'm doing the Morocco tour on has had my money for three years, and so that's why I'm saying I'm going to. I mean, I, I still will do Morocco whenever the time comes around and things are a little bit better. But I'm like, I want my money back, so I was going to do uh, Costa Rica, you know, next month, and you know, use that credit for that trip but yeah morocco i have the only places i've been to in africa are kenya and uganda so far all right well let's start as far wait, away from wait, the united Jack, states wait 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 yeah. no no what, can, what, we, what? can we call it 
where in the world is Howard Pro Stokes? We can call it whatever we want. Yeah. So I'm going to go. Can we get the Carmen San Diego theme to play underneath it? Uh, not on the fly tonight. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to go with we start from the furthest point out. Uh, and I'm just going, I'm winging this, uh, New Zealand. I think that is probably as far away from Pittsburgh, maybe not San Diego, okay. but as far away from Pittsburgh as you can get. So tell us about New Zealand. Wait, not yet. Where in the world is Howard Prost Stokes? Okay, so uh, New Zealand, uh, probably the furthest south I've ever been. Um, also would be the furthest uh, west I've ever been. Um, I have only been to the South Island. I never went to the north. But um, And the South so, Island is Christchurch, right? Uh, yes, I flew into Christchurch from Sydney. Um, yeah, that is the main city. Uh, pretty awesome city at that. Great gardens. Um, great food. Um, although I did eat at a place just because it was called Jackrabbit Slims, and they were trying to, you know, it was soon after, uh, um, what was the name? Uh, uh, oh, Paul So they were kind of trying to imitate that. Not doing a great job of it, but I still ate in a car. That was pretty cool. A car that was in a, you know, in a building. But um, I really did like Christchurch. That one, um, I don't know the name of the church that, that burnt down during the, when they had the earthquake was just beautiful. Um, but there's so much diversity that, to that country. Um, it reminds me of Ireland in many ways because you'll get tropical plants, but you're in such a, you know, odd climate. And I think it's because of just the way the coastal, the way it is. But I mean, Ireland has great mountains, has, has spectacular views, but when you're talking about South Island, like I went to the coast and we went, to, there's all kinds of explorations and it's like, it is the, it's, it is like the adventure capital of the world. So I went cave exploring, went and saw glowworms in the caves. They were awesome. Went and hiked the Franz Joseph Glacier, bashed my knee in, got in some severe pain. Um, but our skydived over the Fox Glacier. And then you we you were bungee jumped, right? I did. I did that once we got down. So the other main town you'll get on the South Island is, is Queenstown. And Queenstown is really the adventure capital. So they had the first bungee jumping. They have these jet boats that are just insane where you're like sliding right up against the rocks. That is really amazing and clearly frightening. Um, but culturally, they uh, like it was one of the first places I ever had sushi. And you get great food there. Um, uh, yeah, and so I didn't spend enough time there. I had two weeks there because I did, I did a whole month in Australia, and then I did the South Island, a big loop. Um, but uh, just because of the geography, the, the, the fact that you have those glaciers, the Lake District, uh, Lake Winnaka is gorgeous, and that's down by uh, Queenstown. Um, there are a lot of lakes around there. And then uh, um, if you go even further south to Milford Sound, it is also just beautiful. Um, so just doing that entire loop was, those two weeks were fantastic. And I'd have to put it probably as one of my top four countries, top five. I'd, I'd say top four, other than, well, you know, it's that's a hard thing to say because obviously – you know, Machu Picchu and Peru and, 
seeing the mountain girls in, in Uganda and, and Japan is one country that I always say, if I never, if I never go back to any other country, I want to go back to Japan. But uh, yeah, New Zealand's right up there. And uh, yeah, just gorgeous, fantastic terrain. And I highly recommend you go there at least once in your life. Look at that. Nailed it. Yeah, I like it. What year were you there? I was there in 2000. So uh, I did the Millennium New Year's. I flew on Christmas Day to Sydney. I did my month up until uh, Australia Day on the 26th and went up and down the coast. And then I, uh, right after Australia Day, the 27th or 28th, I flew to Christchurch. Did my loop around there on the, um, the Kiwi Experience. I did an Oz Experience tour in, in, in uh, Australia and Kiwi Experience tour in South Island and uh, came home around the 12th, I think, of, uh, of, of uh, February. Are there glaciers still there? Even from, even from Sydney, I think the flight to, from Sydney to, um, to Christchurch was probably over over four, four hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four or five. It, yeah, it was no quick. It, it's not quick to get to. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to do one of those uh, islands, I'd do them both. And I'm not talking <laughs> the two islands. I mean, I've also heard a lot of great things about uh, – the North Island of New Zealand, but I'm talking Australia and New Zealand. Um, now, my cousin's been there on several occasions, and he says that the North has a lot more cultural stuff when it comes to the Maori people. I did go to a Maori longhouse while I was there, and I got, you know, obviously they have their haka chants that they do before any game and all that, but I hear that the North Island has more of that cultural stuff that you would expect um, that you don't have, you have it a bit on the South Island, but I didn't get the experience that I would think I would have got if I went to the North Island. So if you have the opportunity, although I've not been there, hit the North <laughs> Island just to get some more cultural experience on the Maori people. Is the capital Wellington, Auckland, or Christchurch? It is uh, Wellington, but Auckland is the largest city. Yeah, And then Christchurch is kind of like the, I, I think it might be the, considered the capital of the South Island. It is their main city in the, on the South Island, but Wellington's the capital. Are the glaciers still intact or have they melted? Oh, they were intact. I, I hiked for a long time. I, we hiked we hiked all day on that glacier and they were, they didn't seem to be receding in the way, like I've been to the glaciers in, in Switzerland and in, uh, in Norway. And those seem to recede and you'll have, um, you know, you'll even have like areas where glaciers have uh, disappeared and they're just like clear walls in, in, in uh, Switzerland uh, where the ice is gone, but uh, not, not in, not in uh, New Zealand. They're all just pristine and they go on forever. Um, I would, I don't know if you'd want to hike it. They also have helicopter tours, which are a lot quicker and probably a lot safer. You mentioned adventure sports on the South Island. Did you hike up any volcanoes and perhaps throw any rings into the lava flow of a volcano? I did not find any volcanoes on the South Island. I know there are some there because um, we did do a hot spring. So I know there's that activity there. Um, but I have I did not see, like when you're in Alaska or something and you can see the top off, but you know that it's a volcano because of the way it's cut off the top. I didn't see anything like that whenever I was in New Zealand. 
Did you see hmm. any hobbits and or <laughs> dwarves? I did see people along the road filming, and I think it might have been for that because uh, it was early on. It was uh, might have been pre Hobbit stuff, but uh, no, that that wasn't anything that I was knowledgeable about. Anything with hobbits or that they were making that movie. Whenever I went, I just went past a movie set, and it might have been a Hobbit type movie set, but I cannot yeah. guarantee. I think so, it did because it came out in 2001. Chris, uh, going back to my earlier currency theme, is there a New Zealand dollar or do they spend Australian dollars or pounds or how does the monetary system work there? Their monetary system is almost, it almost mirrors Australia. So they have the, um, is it the dollar? I'm not I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I, I think. I think New Zealand goes by the dollar. Yeah, like Australia okay. goes by the dollar. I figured it was either dollar or shilling, but they're they're exactly the same. They, um, even back then, their their dollars were made of plastic with the uh, see through stuff on them. Um, but yeah, they were very similar. Um, actually, I think the New Zealand dollar uh, was devalued a bit from the Australian one. They look the same, but they weren't that far off as far as uh, pricing was concerned. Um, they were. They, it was almost like the Australian dollar. I think was you could equate to the Canadian dollar. It was like a buck yeah. thirty for every dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Better in New Zealand, but uh, fairly close to the same. Looked like all the volcanoes were in the North Island. Oh, okay. Well, that, then where's yes, Mount I was, Doom? I, I have no idea. I know nothing about Mount Doom. That's where Sauron lives. Yes, the eye. Yeah, I, I, that much I know. I saw those movies, but uh, yeah, might have been might have been being filmed while I was there. But uh, nope, know nothing about the hobbits or where that uh, where Hobbiton is. Yeah, but I know most of it was filmed on the South Island. I'm sure their tourism industry is booming from those movies. Oh, and I, it has to be. There was very. I mean, it, 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 there. The tourism wasn't big at all whenever I was there. And when I saw picture, pictures of Christchurch now, where they have high rises and that, they didn't have any of that whenever I was there. I didn't see any building that was really over seven, eight stories high. And that's changed uh, drastically since 2000. Um, so not just uh, tourism, but I hear an influx of a lot of foreigners since I was there, uh, where it was all mostly indigenous people. Um, whenever I went, but, uh, yeah, it would be great to get back there. So See, Chris, a good segment, wealth yeah, of information. Yeah, it's great segment. great segment. And I was just going to ask just to tease us, what will be the next country that you would like to discuss? I Japan would definitely, cause I've been there twice into two very different locations. Um, the Ryukyu islands, which up until the mid 1800s were their own country. And uh, and then I was on the main island Honshu the second time. So yeah, that would that would be one I'd love to discuss. Uganda is one, and uh, probably Peru. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm up for discussion on any of them. I'll talk right. to you later. I'm looking forward to it because I, I definitely love that side, and I've not been to any of those countries. See, maybe Mike can oh, pair his hand. beer with the country. Yeah, yeah. there. Well. I see. I don't even remember what New Zealand beers like. I remember, like in in West Africa, they had Tusker, and 
you know, Australia, it was like two he's new. And, um, yeah. and there's a, you know, I think it's called James Bogue, B-O-A-G in New Zealand. No, no. I do know that like, you know, in Australia, it seemed like it was regionalized by, um, uh, their, their provinces, are they? They're, uh, yeah. or, or yeah, states. Yeah. they might be called states. Yeah, but each one had their own. Like Entering had, the no-edit like, zone. Forex was like uh, one for uh, Queens, Queensland, New Zealand, and Tui's was for this area, and, and um, obviously BB was Victoria bitters, so the people in Victoria would drink that one, but it was all very regionalized. And I don't remember New Zealand. I don't remember. I think they pretty much drank Australian beer. I don't remember them having too much in the way of their own. If, uh, I'm going to go by memory, but I think James Bogue is is was one of the uh, commercial beers in New Zealand, and then like okay. you said, Tui's, and there's another one in Australia that I'm, I'm there was an Australian sparkling ale that I'm Foster's. I'm no, 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 Foster's. <laughs> we don't drink Foster's in, in Australia. Yeah. We'll let you know that when you order it. It's Australian for beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a great tagline. It is a great tagline. Chris, when you went to Japan, did you go to the suicide forest? I did not. I was, I've never been anywhere uh, near Tokyo. So whenever I was on the main island of Honshu, I flew into um, into Kansai Airport, which is actually out in the middle of the bay of Kansai Bay. And so I spent my time basically – well, my cousin lived in Hirakata, which is between Osaka and Kyoto. And Osaka is kind of like the Chicago of uh, Japan. Uh, you know, it's like the second city to Tokyo. But then I, I, a friend I went through Australia with, Ari uh, um, uh, Suzuki, she took, I went with her up on Lake Biwa, visited her and her husband. Because I met her whenever I was touring around Australia, and I decided to go visit her, and she took me where, where, to Hyakone Castle, where they filmed um, uh, Shogun. The miniseries. You've never been to Tokyo? No. Wow. Been to Japan twice, never been to Tokyo. Wow, that's crazy. I don't like big cities. I'd sooner go to the countryside, and, and there's not a whole lot of countryside in Japan. But, uh, yeah, so I uh, – and, and it wasn't even about that. I, I My cousin living in Hirakata, I was, uh, you know – that was just the place to go. and, and But I love that, that section of Japan because just south in the Key Mountains – I guess it's probably even a little bit uh, east of uh, Osaka. They have um, the Kamano Kodo Trail, and it's one of only two uh, UNESCO World Heritage Trails. And I would like to get back there and spend some time hiking the Kamano Kodo. So that's on my list of things to do before I die. Have you ever been to North Korea? <laughs> I have not. My, uh, my, my wife, my ex-wife has. Um, okay. Wow. But Why? Just, you know, she was on the DMZ, so you're in that that one room where they meet, and uh, you can go to either side. So you can she, she could officially cross the room and go into North Korea uh, when she did visit the DMZ. But uh, she was there in 2017. But uh, no, I have not been to either of the Koreas. Why did she visit the DMZ? Um, she was with the National Consortium for Teaching About Asia, and they just did a full tour around, and that was one of their stops. So I met a woman a few months ago who... Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. 
And she went to North Korea for two weeks. Oh, wow. And she um, she has dual citizenship between Mexico and the U.S., so she traveled on her Mexican passport to China. And in China, you go meet up with a tour group to go to North Korea. And so she went there for two weeks. I was like, I never met anyone who actually went there. And not like a DMZ thing, like actually to the country itself. Yeah, because what was that kid's name that was from uh, Warmburger that, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't end, 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 end well. No. Yeah, no, that did not end well. It, it, as Jack pulled up that uh, that map, it reminded me, I just, I mean, I was in Seoul, but just how close Seoul is to the uh, to the border. We did a train trip from Busan up to Seoul. So, boom, up to there. Yeah. And Busan, that, that's not far from there. She had, uh, Ange had been there, but, yeah, it was... Yeah, less than an hour from uh, uh, to the DMZ from there. So yeah, my, we went there. Yeah, we did a train trip from all the way. Oh, not all the way. It was probably like three or four hour train trip, but it was it was through the countryside, and you could just smell the kimchi. Hmm. Oh yeah, my cousin, and that's the thing. Even down in, uh, I mean, I, I know kimchi is is mainly a, uh, you know, a Korean dish. But that's the thing about the Ryukyu Islands is they kind of, even though they're officially Japanese, they gain so much of, of uh, their culture from uh, from the Koreans and from, uh, um, uh, from um, what do you call it? I've been there. I should know the name of the country, um, Taiwan. So, so much of their stuff comes from all those different areas, aspects, because, yeah, Taiwan's another beautiful country, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, you get, whenever I went to um, Miyakojima, the first time I went to Japan, it's like, yeah, you smelled uh, kimchi everywhere you went. Everyone had a kimchi uh, refrigerator, and then a regular refrigerator, because they didn't want to cross-contaminate with that smell. What do you think Wales is going to smell like? <laughs> Wales didn't have a, a, a distinct. You've been there, right, Jack? Yeah, I've been to Wales. It hasn't. It, it's not like when you're in Ireland and they have the peat log fires. It has a distinct smell. I didn't think that uh, that Wales was that way. If anything, it's the clean mountain air. Kind of almost reminds me of uh, like uh, um, when you first get to uh, Alaska. And then you just kind of almost like a sea air type of smell, but nothing very distinct about whales that I know of as far as smelling. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yes. I'm looking forward to getting back because that was a country. I spent two nights in South Wales and we went across the Snowdonia mountains, but uh, yeah, I definitely was left wanting more. Here's, here's, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Uh, truly is thinking about either in London or either, you know, wherever we are some night, but going to see a local band at one, at just some dive bar or whatever in Liverpool or, uh, or, or uh, where we get, we're going to be down in uh, Southampton, right? Liverpool. So just somewhere outside of London where it's not like more touristy, but just somewhere we can see a local band just, Doing whatever, uh, and that would be 
That would be nice. In, in Ireland, that's a huge thing. Like they all sit there and play their reels and you'll go into any pub and it's a musical pub. And I didn't find that. I found street performers a lot up and I'm sure uh, Dave could back me up on that. Like when you were up and you were wandering around uh, um, uh, um, Edinburgh, I mean, there were street performers all over the place, but I really didn't find too many pubs that had like live music in, uh, throughout, uh, you know, England, Wales, or Scotland. So that is something I definitely would be about that. That, that would be awesome if we can listen to some live music in a pub. And we'll we were in a lot of pubs all through Scotland, and we saw no music. Really? No. Music. So we'll have city nights, we'll have urban nights in Liverpool, yeah. right? And we'll have an urban night in Cardiff. And then I would think Southampton, we have two nights there, so we should have options there. I don't know that uh, where we're staying sort of in the rural areas between London and, and Liverpool and out here in Wales will have options, but Cardiff's a decent-sized town. Yes, yeah, um, and we're staying right downtown, so hopefully we'll find some stuff. Yeah, it would be nice. Like I said, I don't. Yeah, never really got into them as a musical people the way you, you find that Irish are. Billy Idol's playing Cardiff tomorrow night. Let's go. <laughs> Skid Row's <laughs> playing. Skid Row. Yeah, come on. Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> See who else is playing uh, Cardiff here? Kiefer Dave, Sutherland. You know, uh, you know Dave Cook. Uh, who's who's the the lead singer from Skid Row? Sebastian something or other. Oh, yeah. Sebastian Bach. So, yeah. Apparently, when they were in Pittsburgh back in the late '80s or early '90s, uh, Dave's sister, uh, Randy, my buddy Randy's sister, hooked up with somebody who hooked up with one of the members of the band, and they were staying at the. Uh, a Holiday Inn out in uh, Parkway, like Parkway Mall, Parkway Center Mall, right out on the Parkway. And so Dave and my buddy Randy went out there and were hanging out with Skid Row and drinking beers with Skid Row until, uh, I guess, Dave said something wrong and got, you know, got removed from the premises because he said something wrong about Skid Row. <laughs> Is there anything right about Skid Row? <laughs> A couple of good songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, 18 in Life in was pretty day. good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good song. Yeah, we should, we should, we should have options between... Yeah. We got five city nights between Southampton, Cardiff, and Liverpool, so... Well, one of the Liverpool... Well, 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 I guess supposedly late, but one of the Liverpool nights is a game, so... I think I think Liverpool, obviously London, Southampton, like just some, seeing some kind of local band that's just doing straightforward rock and roll would be kind of cool. So I signed I up to be on singing in Welsh. Yeah, and Welsh would be great. Uh, I signed up for Fulham's whatever you have to sign up for to get on their ticket list. So I'm on Everton's. I'm on Fulham's. I'll I'll probably sign up for the other London ones and maybe. I probably should sign up for Bournemouth and Brighton too. The Bournemouth so, so, so surprisingly you good. Up for season tickets? To that you don't have to buy season track. tickets. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no if you put them on South StubHub, that might be worth it, right? Should we all just like sign up for the, like, cause there's no, all you have to do is sign up, right? There's no, uh, 
there's no commitment when signing up, right? Yeah, there's no commitment. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and it's kind of a draw, right? So why don't we all sign up for all of these? I don't think it hurts if everybody wants to go on and and, and do I'll, that. I'll um, I'll do it as soon as we're done. I'll do that. So what are like we want to do? Fulham, Everton, Southampton. Bournemouth. Well, South, Southampton doesn't play at home. It's either Bournemouth or... Um, Bournemouth or Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Brighton, okay. So, uh, Fulham, Everton, Bournemouth, Brighton, Brighton, BHA. Yep. All right. I forget what the other home... Um, and then on the back side, it was... I know it's either Arsenal or Chelsea... Chelsea have a game. One of those weekends. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's home. Well, the same four teams that play the first week at home play the second week at home, right? So it was Arsenal, uh, Fulham, um, uh, uh, Crystal Palace. Tottenham. Was the, uh, Crystal uh, Palace. No, it wasn't Tottenham. It was, um, it was, uh, it was Brentford. Brentford? Okay. Yeah, Brentford, Arsenal, uh, um, Fulham, and, and Crystal Palace play both. Play at home both weekends. If we go to Brentford, we can sing "Hey Jude." Yeah, true. So Saturday, home Arsenal, Brentford, Crystal Palace, and Fulham, and also the FA Cup semi-finals at Wembley. Oh, so I think that's. Ooh, I think that I think was, I think we've ooh. got that one. Should be like a no-brainer if we want to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, I think that's we'll, the fallback. Yeah, that's the that's the fallback. Yeah. And then the so fall- have you guys seen have you guys seen the most recent videos of um of Welcome to Wrexham where they went to uh, Wembley? Because uh, yeah, the whole idea oh, I haven't gotten that far up yet. Wembley Stadium. I've not. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't realize that level had their own kind of FA Cup. Yeah, an FA Trophy. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it just within their level, or is there a lower level? It's them and lower. Wow. So yeah. that's the other thing is, like, honestly, we could probably find a match almost or a fixture anywhere. Anywhere on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be Tier 5 or League 5 or whatever you want to call it, but we're going to find agree. a fixture. Yeah, if we're just, like, wandering through, you know, from one end of uh, Wales to the other, and we stop and see some, you know, you know, lower fixture or something, I, yeah, just to, you know, if we have an extra time to go see any game, I'm, I'm all for it. The beers will be cheaper there, those English milds. <laughs> it's true. Remember, 100 milds. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know that we'll see something in because our only choice is Cardiff or Swansea. I don't know what else is in Wales down that direction. Well, if you're just looking at the top four tiers, that's all you have. But if you're looking, because they go down to like a tier eleven. I mean, I know they're not uh, you know all pros, but. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh so fuck! If we're going to go to a tier eleven game, we're going to play in it. <laughs> that may happen. We might have that opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! My hamstring, damn! Uh, 
what like what's his uh Rexham's tier five? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't Is go below. Is there a schedule out in that league? Technically, that's the bottom of the pyramid, but there are other leagues underneath the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's... And they seem to be... Those leagues at least seem to be, like, run under a single bar. I noticed that in Germany, too, where you would have a, a bar you go into, and that bar would represent a certain uh, team. And sometimes they were pro, sometimes they were semi-pro, but we could probably stumble into a bar and they would have a game going on, you know, the next day or whatever. And if it is a place we're staying for two nights, we could see if we could slip in on one of those games that are a lower tier, you know, well, you, happen to spot a bar that, you know, represented <laughs> that, uh, that club. I think if I can go to a game at Fulham and a game at Everett or Goodison and a game in Bournemouth, that would be fucking awesome. Uh, that, yeah. I, I agree with all of this. Top level. Yeah, I think that's what we shoot for. I agree with all of that. But if we have to go to Wembley, okay. Yeah, if we've got to go to Wembley and watch uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. watch the FA Cup semifinal, that's not a bad consolation. And, no, and was, that's not I bad. I was going to say, as Chris was talking through, he said stumble into a bar. I said you could have put the period at bar, just stumble into a bar. You know, like, <laughs> Fuck, the FA, Cup semi, the FA Cup semifinal could be Man City and Liverpool for all we know. It could, absolutely. <laughs> And I think I texted this, but did you see that we are going to be leaving less than a week before the coronation? I think we should stay. I think we should stay for it. (laughs) (laughs) I think if, I think, I think that is the ultimate American traveler for Dave to be there on the death and then the coronation. The the conspiracy theories are everywhere. Then Yeah. The queen dies in Scotland and the king is crowned in in, in, uh, London. He's in both. Yeah. He kills her and he crowns. Them. <laughs> I think it's going to be so great because because we will be there so close. It's going to be top of mind for everybody, and we're going to hear all the different versions of how great and how terrible the whole monarchy is, and we're just going to be fucking loving it because we don't fucking care. <laughs> Apparently, our uh, wives, Dave, have found a place to stay. Is it official? Yeah, Jenny said she booked a place today she or yesterday it. in Notting Hill. Okay. So we don't we don't have to worry about them anymore. Are, are wow. they staying there the whole time? They're doing like yeah. five or six days there. Yeah, they're staying in one place the whole time. Notting Hill is a great town. Uh, you're just south of uh, what's the park? Is it Hyde Park? Yeah, I think so. Some park that's right above right Kensington. There, there. It, it's packed with people. It's one of those things where you're kind of elbow to elbow with everybody. But it is it is. I mean, I think I stayed there because I saw the movie Notting Hill. And then I was like, I want to get out of town and get away from the people. So whenever I went back, I stayed up in Hampstead Heath. But uh, yeah, they'll like Notting Hill. It's, you know, it would be a place they'll enjoy. Well, that full in game announcers, whatever day that was, so Friday or Saturday, whatever, I guess it was Saturday. All the, they were talking about how amazing the neighborhood is around in that part of yeah. London, how great it is. So I don't, it should be that fun. That was the one thing whenever I was following um, uh, Footy Adventures, he had said that, you know, how Fulham kind of grew up as this, uh, you know, working man's town with all the steel. And he goes, that's not what this town is like anymore. It's like, it's, it's you know, very high-end uh, London at this point. Mm. But, but the cool thing to me would be is if we can get – tickets to a match at Fulham and be able to wake up at the flat 
and just walk and like basically pub walk to the yep. match, yep. watch the it's match, been- and then pub walk back. That would be a so cool <laughs> London experience. Yep. Especially because okay. we have three days leading up to it, so I'm sure we'll be exploring the areas, so we'll know what oh, pubs yeah. we really want to go into, you know, and we'll kind of, I'm sure we'll go over to Fulham at least a day before we three actually days? go to the game. I think we'll know the area. We get there to Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we have that whole day Thursday because you don't want to go and check in and sleep. You want to stay up. Right. Yeah, stay up as long as you can. Get you on, do, but the system. That was something with that first place that I don't know if Jack looked at, but it, when it said check-in time, it pretty much said it open, you know. And it, at the time we're going, I doubt they'll be cleaning up from someone else staying there before. So it seems like we could probably be allowed to go there early after we uh, get in and at least throw our bags in there and then hit the town. Yeah, you know? I don't think I don't think I get there. I don't think I land until like two. So. Okay, we land at what ten thirty? Yeah, ten thirty, eleven, something 10, like that. Ten ten. Ten ten. And I think we take off at like ten ten. It's like or nine fifty, and we land. Nine fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think yeah, I, so, uh, I, mean, I that think gives us a bit chance to explore. I think I leave at uh, five thirty or six p.m. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, you got a direct though, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I plan on being right. hammered when I get on that plane because I'm not. Uh, Jenny and I are like we're, we're behind each other, so we could both get windows to lean in. So it's like yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm planning on a couple drinks right before I get on the plane and catch a That's four, the best way to do it. Catch a four or five yeah. hours of sleep, snore my way through the flight. If you're into whiskeys at all, I always found that if I order a double Woodford Reserve, I'm out for, you know, a good four hours, and uh, I can hit the get around running when I get there. So That's a good tip. When I went to Japan, I was well, I was flying with a group of 7th, uh, was it 7th and 8th or 8th or ninth graders, whatever it was, so we couldn't have any drinks before we got on the flight or during the flight, and that was like 14 hours. It was just brutal. I was like, oh, my God, I can't go to sleep. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward I, to my it. first trip to Japan. I did not sleep the entire way there, and uh, yeah, I went 24 hours without a wink of sleep. And uh, I started falling asleep in the ferry station, uh, trying on my way to Miyakajima. And uh, boy, I was glad it was delayed too. But I thought I'd fall asleep and not make my uh, ferry boat cross. Do you guys, do you guys fly direct from Pittsburgh, or do you fly through somewhere? Uh, direct, direct, direct. The way we ended up arranging it because we kept looking at dates like one day, one day before, one day before. I was like, oh, yeah, we can save money and go direct if we fly on Thursday, land Friday, is it or Wednesday, land Thursday. Wednesday, right. Thursday. Leave that, that's why we left a little, like when Jack was coming home, we decided on the second because it was 75 bucks cheaper than, yeah. you know, even on the first. So instead of going back on Sunday, we go back on Monday. Yeah, I think we but go British back. British Airways just started that. They started that flight like June sixth, and when did we book it? We booked it like the June twentieth or something. We booked it like uh, you know less than two weeks after they started it up. Yeah. And the coronation is Friday, seven forty-seven round trip, which is I think It'd be more now. Year, if you tried to fly this past something like in July or August of this year, it would have been fifteen hundred bucks 
round trip. Right. What's um, And now, I don't know if you guys know this, but I keep getting text messages and emails from all my friends because, uh, you know, of the trips to Ireland. But uh, Aer Lingus has now started direct flights from uh, from both uh, Columbus and uh, Cleveland to direct to Dublin. So, mm-hmm. you guys Dublin? Want to, okay. Yeah. If you decide you wanted to do an Ireland trip. Yeah. What was the thing you were talking about, Jack? You were talking about the next trip, 2024, and I forget where you were saying <laughs> that was going to be. I was I was looking at doing a for uh, when I when I turned 60 to drive across the country on U.S. Route 60, which goes oh, from right. goes from Virbi- Virginia Beach to someplace in East Arizona where it terminates. So I obviously have to. But we we drove a part of it already. We drove it from Springfield to. Um, well, yeah. you weren't with us, Chris, but from Springfield to that through when we turn to go down between that area, between those lakes there, um, we were on a short, we were on a part of U.S. Route 60. It doesn't look all that interesting. I've been doing a little research. There's not a lot along it, but for me, there's some cool pieces because I like the battlefields and stuff. There's lots of Civil War Revolution stuff from Virginia Beach all the way out to west of Richmond. I've never been to Appomattox. I think it'd be kind of cool to go to Appomattox and... That would be cool. See where Lee surrendered and all that sort of stuff. I delivered a car yesterday, and uh, the guy I drove back from delivering that car, I was just talking to him because I had taken – I was always about taking the National Road, uh, the um, Lincoln Highway, and Route 66 wherever I could. And I was like, I'm glad you took the route you did because I'd I'd taken the National Road. I took it, you know, down in in, um, where – ends you know down through like um uh Terre Haute, indiana on through till you get to um salt lake or salt lake City, shit. Uh, to st louis and i've taken it across a lot of the um pennsylvania and west virginia and all that but i had never taken it you know out towards uh uh dc and i finally i'm like oh we got to take it through maryland and all that and you know up through the cumberland gap uh yesterday when we we did that trip down to West Virginia. So I was like, I'm always about those road trips where you're, you're not getting on highways at all. Yeah. And you're just hitting kind of those back country roads. I think I might be doing one in a few weeks. I was, we're going to Georgia and then I think I'm going to drive up and go see my parents and I might drop Janine or mom off at the airport in Savannah to fly home and then take a long route up to Philadelphia for a couple of days, spend a couple of days up wow. there with them. That would be a long route, right? Because there's no real direct route if you're not getting on 95. Right, or, yeah, if you're not, yeah, you got to sort of meander. Yeah. But that's kind of cool, you know. I mean, if you went down there and even headed inland and, uh, like, went, like, going through the, uh, uh, well, you'd be well out of the way, though. I, I'd say, like, like near Congaree uh, National Park, you know, and, yeah. and all that. I want to go um, back to Dismal Swamp State Park. We didn't see enough of that. Where is Dismal Swamp? <laughs> oh, I've got a question for us travelers. Iowa How about those Iowa. Eagles, by the way? What a good weekend to be a Philadelphia fan. We're up 17 nothing. Yep. I will be on a go trip this, week, this weekend to Little Rock, Oxford. Oh, nice. Oxford, this is it. Oh. And Memphis. So, yes, Little Rock's a dry county. Okay. 
Good to know. Oxford's yeah, not. I, I went into Little Rock, <laughs> and, I, and it's not much of a town, but I'm like, I had to like backtrack, uh, you know, 30 minutes to get a beer. So why why are you going there, Mr. Yeah, Beerman? Well, because you could fly into there. So my, I've been to Arkansas, but not just – I just crossed the border across from Memphis – so my buddy Dave has not been to Arkansas or Mississippi. And so he and I are both on the quest for 50. He's at 47. This will be 48 and 49 for him. And so we're going to fly into Little Rock on Friday. Excuse me. Uh, drive, spend Friday in Little Rock. Drive to Oxford on Saturday. And uh, Ole Miss plays LSU on Saturday but it's at LSU, but we'll figure we'll just find a place in the Oxford and then Sunday drive up to Memphis, hang out in Memphis and then fly back from Memphis on Sunday or on Monday. Be careful on sorority row at Oxford. They arrest people for gawking. All right. All right. Good to know. When you're in Alabama, you're in Mississippi, you're in Arkansas, that whole area, when it comes to college football, you know, you, you couldn't ask for anything better. You know, you don't need to go to the game. If you're going to be in a pub, that's a place to be because, man, they love their college football down there. That's what we're figuring. So we're going to do that. But the whole Little Rock thing, now that you're mentioning that, Chris, is like, yeah, all right, what are we going to do for that day in Little Rock? We'll have to find something. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be resourceful. We'll have a car. Very little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, old Miss is currently ranked what number seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Did you see what uh, the kids of Tennessee did? They just like, destroyed the field after they beat Alabama. Yeah. Did they really? Yeah, tore down everything, that. and it was a riot. I heard it looked dangerous. Yeah, it looked pretty bad. Was Glenn's daughter in the middle of it? I haven't heard from him, so I don't know. That's a yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Good. Fuck Alabama. Yeah. I'd like to see them lose. <laughs> I agree. I'd like to see Penn State lose. Unless it's against Ohio State. That's fair. True. Because fuck Ohio State, too. I, yeah, I, I second that. I was in Cleveland yesterday for that uh, that event, and we got to a bar. So there you go, Mike. What's that? That's an old miss. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, shit. You got the little cup there, yeah. A little cup. <laughs> a little cup, little tiny cup. That's the same cup. cup. Just a big... You didn't tag it, did you, Jeff? I did not tag. I don't, you, know, you can't tag all, by yourself. That was before it got all dented up. Yes, it is. That was, you, you can tag by yourself. Can? Have you tagged by yourself? I've checked on tags by myself. <laughs> 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 I have not tagged. I don't think I've tagged anything. So if if I, you know what, I'm going to take a picture of this, and if I can get a picture, I'll send you the picture. My, I can get a picture of myself drinking a beer. At yeah, that yeah. There you go. There you, there you go. go. Yeah, I'll I'll send you the picture. I, I got one. I got it. Or you can download it from it's the Airtable site. That's where it's at. He used his camera. Yeah. Yep, I got my. Uh, I got it. He's this past this this past week, I uh, I, I sent my my ex wife uh, a birthday present, and I was like sitting there, and I, I needed a box, so I, I went to the store to uh, or went to the um, post office to get a box, 
to send her her uh, birthday present. And I'm like, I need to go with a marker. And I'm like, where do I have a marker? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my tagging markers that I have in this one bag. from. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I had to pull the tagging markers out. So I had a marker to, uh, to send her a present. But, uh, yeah, I'll have to replenish my tagging markers. For, no, uh, no. And then... Jack, uh, Ole Miss is – is the Rebels and University or Mississippi State is the Bulldogs, right? I don't know. That was a picture of Georgia with the Bulldog. Oh, no. okay. All right. That was Georgia. Gotcha. I don't okay. know what Mississippi State is. I think Mississippi State is Jackson. No, Mississippi State is Hattiesburg. Oh, boom. It's oh. near Dave's favorite place, Laurel, Mississippi. I never got the laurel. You guys, I was supposed to go there in April of 2020. Oh, that's right. You didn't go. It was one month after the pandemic officially slammed on us. I was canceling the Airbnb, and they were like, "Uh, We're fine down here. There's no no COVID COVID down here. Yeah, I mean, I I, April of 2020. I went down uh, to Sweet Home, Alabama to check off that state in uh, 2020 because it was one of the only ones that was open. Me and my sister right. went golfing down there. And, <laughs> you know, there, it was it was just like every place, you know, like nothing had ever happened. Yeah, they're like, there's no COVID here. I'm like, yeah, it's exactly. Muscle Shoals, <laughs> man. I, if you've never been to Muscle Shoals or done the, um, what is it, the Tennessee River Valley, that's another one I highly recommend. Where is Muscle Shoals? It's northern Alabama. It's like north. Like I said, if, if you know Florence, though, right? Um, north of Birmingham. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yes, very much. Uh, probably an hour and a half north of Birmingham. Um, so you're you're actually <laughs> kind of close to Mississippi. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's a yeah beautiful area. Because um, yeah, I, I grew up over the Pine Country. On, but that's more on the Georgia, like heading into Tennessee side. I yeah. drove from like mid-state up through Gadsden, Gadsden, and then up into uh, into Tennessee. Yeah, because yeah, I went through Kentucky since I was living out that way. But that part of Tennessee is actually really gorgeous, and like I said, the Tennessee River Valley is is fantastic. Muscle Shoals, obviously has all the music, you know, I mean, uh, so there's great music studios where, you know, um, Aretha Franklin and, you know, uh, actually, uh, what's his name? When a man loves a woman. Um, what is his name? Uh, he, he was from muscle shoals. Um, meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf did not, meatloaf did not sing when a man loves a woman. No, I'm trying to think of who that I, is. That one you can fact check me on, but it, that was... Um... Sebastian Bach. You're right on that one, Chris. There's no doubt. Okay. Um... <laughs> there's no fact checking on that one. <laughs> it, but there, yeah, no, there's it's a shit... Percy Sledge. I mean, fucking... Percy Leonard Sledge, Skinner, thank you very much. Leonard Skinner came out of uh, that area, and... Jason well, Leonard Skinner, no. Leonard Skinner came out of, uh, they were in Tallahassee, but they had family back there. And okay. they did, the, yeah. Um, but yes, the um, they did first record um, Freebird 
and and those songs at Muscle Factory at, at Fame Studios, not Muscle Shoal Sound, but yeah, both great studios. Um, do down there. What's that? Just ask Jack if he was checking where the Leonard Skinner recorded that song. No, I think that's probably right. I mean, they did do the song Sweet Home Alabama, so you would think there's an Alabama connection. Yes, there is. Their, their, their family was from there, but yeah, they were originally from Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack can fact check that, but uh, yeah, they were up for no, that makes sense. That, that, that rings true, for sure. And actually, I think, wasn't, um, wasn't Tom Petty from there, too? Tom Petty's Tallahassee. Oh, uh, Gainesville. Oh, Gainesville? Okay. Yeah, or, or that area. Right. All right. By the way, there is a documentary about Leonard Skinner that was on one of those streaming services that is tremendous. It's really good. It's amazing how many songs they did, and it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think Playbook in Queen Home Alabama? There's a million songs they did. They were so young. Agreed. Simple Man. Simple Man was such a great song. And they used to get into fist fights with each other. It was great. Then they yeah. died. Well, there were there was like so many like family members and yeah, it's a great documentary. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one for sure. Well, there's a Tom Petty documentary that is like four hours long. It's like two segments of two hours, and it's phenomenal. He basically changed the music industry because. He would not give in to studios to get like, because the studios were getting like 90% of the uh, proceeds from sales. And he's like, no, fuck that. It's my music. And he would, he held out and said, fuck you. And he changed the way that whole structure worked. Jack, I'm not fact-checking anything. We're beyond, we're in the no edit zone, so that's the no fact-check zone too. <laughs> Though we should have a fact-check segment, I think. I think maybe you can say anything. I think like the the following week's podcast should do a little fact-check of Chris, maybe and maybe Mike too. Well, like at the end of PTI, at the end of PTI, they always do that fact-check. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they suck. You know, fact-check away. Well, you know, to next week. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, and I haven't seen the, um, the documentary, but they did burn his house down, you know. Chris, I had your back uh, on meatloaf. Me. Quit there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> were, you, were, you about, Chris, were you talking about Tom Petty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone burned his house down, and I think it had to do with uh, the way he changed music at that point. There was someone in that that, uh, you know, the guys from Leonard Skinner burned his house down? <laughs> no, they were all dead by then. Yeah. Tom Petty, by the way, the very first album I ever owned, my sister got for me for Christmas, Damn the Torpedoes. Yeah. Well, Chris, so this is a fascinating little coincidence. So it's not the first album I own, but the first time we went, my parents, we went and bought a real stereo. And we went to the Oxford Valley Mall outside of Philadelphia, and we bought a, a Techniques turntable and speakers and a tape deck. And I, and I I got to pick three albums, I think. And Damn No Torpedoes was one of them. And it's the first one we played. It's just a fantastic album. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, I see, I really, Refugee was just that song that I played constantly. And so my sister, my sister, for her, it was, it was Sweet Little Willie 
that she played again and again. I hated that song because I hear it in her room all the time. But uh, yeah, I appreciated that she liked the fact that I liked uh, Refugee and she bought me that album for Christmas. And I will be forever grateful to my sister for that. My buddy, uh, I want to say it was 77 or 78. My buddy Jeff Dugan had a canary yellow uh, Dodge, Dodge Dart. And he had an eight track player and he had uh, Damn the Torpedoes and the first Cars album. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. I'll buy it. And At the same time. Oh, yeah. I you know guys who loved A Track. A Track was one of those things, although I remember listening because I had a lot of my parents' A Tracks and it was like getting into the Beatles and uh, like I think I wore out that A Track on uh, Rubber Soul. Yeah. And there were certain songs and I can't even remember what was on Rubber Soul, but I remember just like you'd have to click, you could click four times to go through those four segments of the A Track just to get back to whatever that song was but that and um i think um live rust by uh neil young was another one i had on eight tracks i, think I didn't we, have a lot of eight tracks though i think we bought we had dan torpedoes billy joel the stranger yeah. I, I think we had revolver i had revolver and um i'm trying to remember what the what the fourth one was maybe there were only three but i just watched an interesting documentary on revolver good one well, on, it was on youtube so i don't remember what the name of it was but maybe this is a question for when we get closer to going to liverpool or we can revisit it but is there a favorite beatles song i think we did this yeah we kind of talked about this? this yeah we've talked about this okay I know we, you know, we're on no at his zone, but my daughter just came to visit me and she brought me this bag. And uh, so I'm going to go through it. I don't know what, I, I don't even have <laughs> This a, is awesome. A, a bunch Here's of albums. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stones sucking in the 70s. Now my wife kind of destroyed a lot of these as art. I don't know if you can see that artwork that she did for some something, but oh, Pink Floyd the Wall. So a lot of these aren't in the, here's 38, 38 special. Oh. <laughs> see what you wear. This is like DVE circa 1989. Hold on, Lucy. Robert Plant is a, a solo album. Pictures yeah. at 11. But yeah, this is just what, what happened to be in here. Um, uh, this is, oh, what is this album? Um, this is Led Zeppelin, uh, Okay, people are falling asleep on me. Yellow, out of the blue. Bad Company. Desolation Angels. Some good stuff. ZZ Top, Trace Ombres. I'm, I'm telling you, holy um, shit. Here's, um, this is... a oh, Pink that's, Floyd. That's Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um... Oh. Lover boy. Oh. <laughs> Classic. 
So I have a decent Loverboy story. Uh, they played. Uh, the song remains the same. Go ahead with your Loverboy. They played. They played Shippensburg while I was there. So did Thirty Eight Special actually. Uh, my freshman year, Thirty Eight Special played there, and then my sophomore year, Loverboy played, and I forget who opened up for them. It was um, a band called the Ravens, which um, had a. They were the ultimate one hit wonder. They had a song called. Um, Raised on the radio that was on the Fast Times at Ridgemont High soundtrack. Yeah. So they were from yeah. they were from Baltimore or someplace in Maryland. Um, but so they opened for Loverboy, and then um, after the show, Loverboy came to. There was a frat party at a place called Sigma Pi, and there the the guy who sings for Loverboy is like tiny, tiny. He was like five three. <laughs> he was so small, and a big brawl broke out. <laughs> And he got knocked over, and then like three guys in the band tried to get into the fight, and they all got their asses kicked by all these guys. <laughs> it was just and so it went around. It went around the campus for like a week. I was like, yeah, we kicked uh, we kicked Lover Boy's ass off. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Dave, you know the name Pat Capretto. Um, mm-hmm. So Pat. It was a, he was a guy at PNC and he went to Edinburgh and he would produce uh, shows up at Edinburgh because he was just a big music junkie. And I can't, I think it was like a lover boy name. I can't remember if it was exactly lover boy, but he said it came to the end of the night and there was like the singer, lead singer of the band was like, Hey, I need to get to the airport. And Pat's like, uh, all right, I'll take it. And so he like drove the two hours back to uh, Pittsburgh's airport with the lead singer of Loverboy or one of those kind of bands. So to go through my last albums, I have uh, Ghost in the Machine by The Police. Yeah. I have okay. uh, Stevie Ray, Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. I have I have the sleeve for uh, Permanent Waves by Rush. But not the. Uh, have the album for Russia's signals here. <laughs> so do you do you have any action, do you, Chris? Do you have any action, Andy? I don't. I don't know who Action Andy is. Well, Dave's seen Action Andy. Okay. Remember Action Andy? Action Andy was the Casbah before the Russian chick in the surf band that I went on stage and stole the album they were going to give away. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Rush Signals was my first album. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Okay. Like, that I bought my first real there album. Is. There it is. Yeah. So, so which album have you bought the most of? Like multiple copies. Hmm. Hmm. I have a road. I have a road. for me. Favorite album cover. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the album. I know exactly where it is. I have a favorite album cover. I'm gonna get it right now. Dave Rose, right. do you have a favorite song from Singles? Um, probably subdivisions. The spitting sounds analog. great on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> analog Kid is also a very good album. <laughs> Turn your mic up a little bit so the headphones have it all. <laughs> New, New World Man also. I love the whole album. It's a yeah, great album. I've, I've played that so many times it like wore out. Well, I have a copy right here. There it is. <laughs> I don't have a turntable. I don't either. You should get I'm one. Sure you, you can oh, get wait. 
You can get more stuff on vinyl than you can anywhere any other way other than digital now. I just I just have the the, the sleeve for singles, but inside is permanent waves. Oh, <laughs> such a great record. I looked and the first song I saw was Entree New, which I love Entree New. It's a great song. You haven't heard it, you know. Different strings, natural science, boy, what a great album. Spirit of the Radio, Free Will, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. I need uh, I need to get myself a uh, a record player. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> so I bought the Clash London calling at least four times. Oh, see that's a great one. I never owned it. You ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know wow, that I one. Who comes up with yeah. it first? It's like, um... Oh, I know that. Yeah, I know that, too. I want to say King Crimson. Boom. Uh, mm. Yeah. That nah, would have never got it. the Crimson King. No, would have never got it. It's like four songs on the whole album. It's great. There's the goes there. Well, this was fun. Little record stuff, little music. We got lots of, lots of segments. I'm sure this. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this at one time was a great Led Zeppelin album that my wife. <laughs> what what was it? Oh no, it was it's Black Sabbath Mob Rule. Oh, so that one. I don't know that one. Nah, I don't know any of the songs on the side that she didn't ruin. So. <laughs> All right, All so right, uh, so big news. I'm going to be finally posting the uh, Kip video of the Dr. Hogg video of uh, drilling into bone. So that'll go up uh, tonight, too. So with some right. some fun new graphics. So trying to. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Should we have a pool on how long till it gets taken down? Um. Yeah, we could. There was a video on it. Or two videos on that one, weren't there? Double the chance it could get taken down. Is that military the jeopardy of losing his license if we put it up? No, because I'm, well, no, he's not using his real name, and it's on my account, so. <laughs> and every time I see he's not using his real name? As far as we know. Every time I see a MHL video, it says zero viewers, so I think that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, <we're>, yeah, the, <laughs> the YouTube channel is not taken <laughs> off like the podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's fun. It's there forever. Once it, once it's on there, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things I keep thinking that I'm going to like, I, I watch all these YouTubers and I think I'm just going to take my phone one day and like just do one for my cabin build, like spend 20, 30 minutes finding an editing thing and do it. And I keep saying that I'm going to, you know, do it. And I, I haven't done it yet. So. But yeah, I admire your uh, your gumption, Jack. My perseverance, right? Your perseverance. Yep. Absolutely. I wish I had it because I find myself just working on the cabin and going, I could video myself working on the cabin, but then no cabin work would get, get done. So, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Next Sunday, so I'll probably miss next Sunday's. Okay. Uh but we'll have a report for the following week. Nice. Okay, and we'll talk shit about Mike the entire time. Absolutely. I will find stuff to talk about. 
We'll next see how his teams do. Hope, but, uh, hope know. Salah has a hat trick on next next weekend. Exactly. <laughs> oh, if, if Salah has a hat trick, you'll be you calling. Hear it, I'll be, it's a it's a drunk calling from Memphis zone. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. See you. Thanks, Jack.